eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beer and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Howard Griffin from the Big Ten Network. And Howard, bowl season is coming up. Man, there's so many different moving parts. And the funny thing happened was, so I'm sitting there trying to break down the different bowl games. And, okay, well, what about this matchup, Howard, versus this matchup? Until I got to the point, I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's in the game. My, I'm like, okay, the last one out in Purdue, would you please turn off the light? I mean, no Aiden O'Connell, no Jones, no tight end. Like, I, Is this the new thing for bowls? Like, it becomes... Spring games? You know, it's a tough situation, right? You know, we've been talking about this, and this has kind of been building for a couple of years um, with players opting out, you know, for, in their minds, good reason. I, I can't fault them. Don't question them. Right. Uh, you, you think about, you know, the injury that, that really cut short Jake Butt's professional career. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of he's been the, the poster boy for – you know, maybe you should really give some serious consideration. But he went from number one, first round pick to what fifth round or something like that. Yeah. But to say that though, and you know, I, I work with with Jake on a, a weekly basis now. He's with us with the network. To you know, even then, he said, "Listen, to a man, but but Jake's built different. He's it's a different kind of guy, right? So uh, I think it's just one of those things that." People are sitting down with their families, with their uh, probably new advisors, and, and they're coming to the conclusion that it is not worth you exposing yourself to possible injury because the only thing it can do is really hurt you uh, financially in your draft stock. So what is the upside to it? So it's it's one of those things, man. It, it's going to continue to, um, I think, get to a point. And, that, and I know we've talked about this, right? The playoffs – 12-team playoff, maybe that's going to save some of this. I don't really know that it, that, that it really is. You know, no. I think it's just a tough situation we're in right now. No, it doesn't because, I mean, I look at Purdue for the example. I'm not just picking on Purdue, but, you know, I think nine people opting out the game, including 
Aiden O'Connell, which I figured can use this game to kind of boost his stock. Uh, you know, Charlie Jones, like we saw what he could do, but once again, this is the type of game you going up against LSU, you could really get yourself some good footage out there, separate so that if you have a bad, you know, senior bowl or bad practice or bad combine thing, you can at least point back to the tape. But yeah, it's it's I I, I don't understand it. I mean, we talked about Jackson Smith and the Jigba. He's opting out of a playoff game. Yeah. But yeah, you're just seeing guys. Uh, uh, Hyatt for the wide receiver for Tennessee. He's opting out of a New Year's Six game because yeah. remember, New Year's Six game was supposed to be good, but last year, uh, Kenny Pickett, Kenneth Walker, both said, "Yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready for the NFL." If I was if I, if I ran a bowl, I, I don't. The only thing that I can think that you could do is create your own bowl NIL and literally just pay the star players to play in your game. Yeah, but can they really generate enough revenue to 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 make that happen in some of these games? I'm, I'm not saying they can't, but I think it, it really comes down to these guys are like, it's my time. I've, I've you know sacrificed enough to this point. I've got the tape, and, and I get it. If you're going to get some, some great competition on the other side, you, you may have an opportunity to to elevate your draft stock. But, you know, you can look to a, a special guy like, you know, Michael Parsons who essentially missed a year, right? And and it didn't hurt him at all. Actually, no. you know. Helped him. <laughs> he probably should have gone higher in the draft had it not been for some other things, some other things that the other organizations were thinking and, and it hurt about him. But, you know, it, it's it's the new normal. Man, it's the new normal, but but you're right. Bowls aren't going to necessarily have those superstar players participating in their game, particularly if it's not a, a high-level bowl game. But as you mentioned already, we're seeing it in playoff games where people are deciding and say, "Hey, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna sit this one out." Look, I know the bowl games get that TV money, and, and I do think that maybe you siphon off some of your TV money, and not to everybody, but yeah, if if you have a star player. You know, maybe you call up Jones and O'Connell and say, hey, half a million dollars a piece. Can I get you guys to play in this game? And you do some commercials for this money, hyping up this bowl game. I mean, because, Howard, if not, it's it's really going to come down to control scrimmages where you're going to see incoming freshmen coming up against, you know, incoming freshmen and red shirt freshmen and those types of things where I don't really know who this is. I mean, I look at the uh, the guaranteed rate bowl. Mm-hmm. Both quarterbacks are in the portal. Yeah. Both quarterbacks are starting teams. Graham Mertz <laughs> and Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State, they're both in the portal. Who's yeah. going to be the quarterbacks for these teams? I think Because <laughs> you, you almost, if you're trying to sell your bowl game, you're going to have to come off some of that profit that you make from that TV money. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it because I'm sick and I just watch college football and I like it. But good luck trying to get the average person to stay up till 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock for you at the mm-hmm. start of the game to watch a team where you don't know. You don't know the players. Right. I mean, you literally, it's getting to that point, right, where you don't know their star players. You don't know anyone after that. Right. So you may have been interested in a team because they had a, you know, a Charlie Jones, right, and you want to see him all. Oh, let me see what he right. looks like. And then all of a sudden – you know, if you're somewhere out west or you're somewhere 
in, in the Southeast and you're not following Purdue football like that, but you, you know that this Charlie Jones guy is went from barely catching the ball in his first several years of, uh, of college to now all of a sudden setting the world on fire and you don't get a chance to see him. So I, I think you're right. It will ultimately, you know, start to hurt things uh, for, for bowl games. And yeah. you have to have the star power. And that's one of the things that, you know, drives drives the revenue, I think, when you have the star power. And obviously uh, those institutions are a big part of it. But if you don't have your, you know, your first team All-American, your second team All-American, his household name out there competing, uh, it's going to hurt. Now, for the elite programs, the, the, the best of the best, it's. I don't think it necessarily hurts those programs because they get an opportunity to, you know, some of their younger stars have probably been playing already, and people want to see them anyway, particularly their fan bases. But some of the other program, uh, some of the lower level bowl games, definitely going to have their hands full when it comes to to really driving eyeballs. That's what it comes down to: viewership to those games, so that they can continue to be able to collect those uh, advertising dollars. Yeah, I mean, I know you're gonna be out in that area for the like the guaranteed rate bowl played at the Chase uh, with with a uh, with the Diamondback play. So if I happen mm-hmm. to see a, a Henry Griffith out on the field for uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> I, I won't tell anybody that that's really you because they just needed some players out there. <laughs> they needed some players. They needed some extra guys. I gotta tell you, I can't give them much. I might pull a hamstring putting on the pants. So that's okay. Just okay. <laughs> just down. Just get the swag bag, man. You, 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 please, you're looking great. You, you got everything. Get the swag bag and, you know, give him a play, and that'll be more than Graham Mertz gave him because, yeah, he's not there. He's in the portal, which is funny, I, I guess, because I, I never really thought about it, but if you if you go in the portal, like, you, you don't travel with the team, right? That's kind of a decision that's up to, to the individual schools. Now, the, the interesting thing, and I think what a lot of players have found out, uh, over the, over the course of you know since the portal started, is that as soon as they put their name in the portal, the team can be absolutely done with you. I have a friend whose son jumped into the portal, uh, and he was asked to move out of the, the dorms. Wow! So he spent that semester you know at home because he's like, hey, well, you, you want to get in the portal? Get out! You got to go. Price. Time yeah. to move. But on that same team, there was another player, a quarterback, who got into the portal. But they allowed him to stick around because they needed the bodies, and you know he eventually ended up you know playing for the program. So you know it's 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 one of those things. It's really up to uh, the individual institutions how they decide they want to handle it. But one of the things that the players needed to understand, and as soon as you go into that portal, you know all bets are off as far as you coming back, as far as that scholarship money, and for them to be able to continue to pay for your education. Speaking of portal, was this? I, I was I was watching your 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 show the BTN uh, the BTN live and it was something mm-hmm. interesting, and I didn't really look at it this way. But every now and then, look, we talk about Kenneth Walker and what he did for Michigan State, but I, I think we could be on the precipice of seeing something as similar next season, because I think it's to just it's almost two great fits for a program, and that's Iowa. Iowa going out, getting Michigan captain uh, K. McNamara and Eric All, both transferring, both buddies and friends, going to mm-hmm. Iowa with an anemic yeah. offense. Like, is is can can they change things around? Because I mean, Iowa offense just became the butt of jokes. Like, 
Yeah, you know, they, they you go to Iowa football game and a baseball game breaks out. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you think about look at it from this way: when, when they've had a guy under center who could really could really handle the football and do what they needed to do, they moved the ball. No question, they were able to move it in that system. But you know, they could get no consistent quarterback play. Now, whether I, I think that had something, the offensive line had something to do with that because I think you know, this Iowa offensive line has really had some changes over the last couple of years. They just haven't, for whatever reason, been able to hit on an entire group and being able to get that group together and yeah. play well. That's always been the strong suit of Iowa, of Iowa practice. Quite frankly, when I would show up to Iowa practice, whether it was spring ball or during the summer, the first stop I would always make was at the offensive line. Because yeah. I knew this was going to be a really good group. That's changed the last couple of years. How would they all? They always had at least four, three or four pros on that offensive line, and a couple of young guys who had the potential of being pros. You're right. It was like Wisconsin, where they just grew them on trees. You didn't know where they came from. They weren't these five star players, but yeah, it was death taxes and the Iowa, you know, offensive line. Yeah. So we'll see if they can get back to it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would venture to bet that they're probably not done in the portal. You know, they're probably going to, you know, do some more things in the portal now that the Cade is there and all is there. I mean, they've got some players offensively that, you know, I think some other players as they look around for landing spots are going to see that this is an attractive place to go. Even though the offense put up the numbers it did last year, they can put on the tape. Those coaches can put on the tape and say, hey, this is what it looks like uh, when we have the right person under center. This is what it looks like when we have the right people running the football. So, you know, I, I don't think they're done in the portal because in this time, a, a place like Iowa where you know traditionally they're going to play outstanding defense, yeah. they're going to have a chance. They're going to be some players that are going to decide, hey, you know what? We've looked at the film, we've seen, we know that, that they've got the right mix if they've got the right players in place. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see just how that all pans out. But again, I don't think they're done in the portal. No, I mean. I, I look, I look at this and I say, I think that this move of those two going to Iowa, along with the defense, like you said, Howard, Iowa always plays great defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of got a feeling, even if they don't make any more moves in the portal, they'll probably be the favorites to win the Big Ten West next year, right? Yeah, they'll they'll be right there in the mix. It'll be interesting to see. Like, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at quarterback at Wisconsin. That's that's going to be an interesting move there because they, they're probably going to go get in the portal. They need to. Uh, Illinois is probably going to get in the portal. They, they probably need to. Um, Minnesota has a young quarterback that I think is going to give them a lot of upside there. So in Purdue, we have to see what happens. What's that offense going to look like um, that, that's going to be there now that they have a new coach in Ryan Walters? Right. I just, you know what, and and maybe it's just the person in me, but man, could you imagine next year when you're at uh, Indianapolis and there's Iowa going up against Michigan? <laughs> Woo, talk about your storylines. Yeah. <laughs> now I know we put the car before the horse, but man, look, yeah, I, mean, I think everybody's watching that game in the Big Ten. If that game were to happen, I oh, mean yeah. that that's yeah, I mean, that's and, and, yeah. You know, listen, the West is going to be wide open once again. Right. It's going to be wide open. Um, you know, how long is it going to take Nebraska to get things turned around? Yeah. Right. What are they going to do with the quarterback? Shoot. Now that you mention it, you know, you look at the West. I mean, 
there are opportunities, you know, for the quarterbacks to really step up and, you know, who's going to be able to come up with the person that's going to fill the bill for, for them in the coming years. No, it is. I mean, the West, it's, it's always open. The East, I think the balance of power has shifted. I think it now goes through Ann Arbor. no longer goes through Columbus until Ohio State shows me that they can beat Michigan because it used to just be it was Ohio State's, you know, division and everybody was paying rent in Ohio State. Yeah. Well, they got booted out the apartment. And Michigan you know what would be funny? What happens, what happens if Ohio State is able to beat Georgia? I know, listen, everybody, a lot of people are presuming that Michigan's going to make it. Does that change the perception, though, of Ohio State if they're able to beat Georgia, or do they still have to be able to win the national championship game, presumably over their rivals, for people to say that, oh, no, maybe the power uh, has not shifted to Michigan. It's still with Ohio State. Howard, you old enough to know this phrase, in order to be the man, what do you have to do? (laughs) You got to beat the man. Right now, Michigan's the man, Ohio State. And it's sad that you say this because think Mm -hmm. about that. They could go off, knock off the defending national champions in Georgia. Mm -hmm. But, Howard, if they play Michigan at SoFi Stadium for the national title and lose again three times in almost a calendar year, nobody's going to remember that they beat Georgia. Everybody's going to say this has to be the worst thing. And we're going to be talking about there's probably people already – but if they lose, Ryan Day, you're going to have a lot of Buckeye fans saying, we got to get rid of him because he's just becoming the, the modern-day John Cooper. Yeah, which is nothing further than from the truth. I understand, uh, and I'm not saying that, but no, no, right, you know right, fans, no, Howard. But that's what's, that's what's being said right now. I mean, there there's a faction out there that they're talking about where Ryan Day is not the right guy. He's not the right guy yep. for, for Ohio State to win a national championship. Not and tough that enough. Is, that is – that is just crazy Look, to me. All I keep hearing is he, it's not tough enough. It's yeah. too finesse. We can't run the ball. Look at Michigan. It's like, what does it like? Like I said, two years ago, these things were unheard of, but yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If they beat Georgia, but they lose to Michigan, 
It doesn't matter. I hate to say that because, I mean, because first of all, if those two teams play, as I said before, it's the ultimate bragging rights. It's something that the other schools and fans and programs can hold over the, we beat you in a national title game, something that will probably never happen again. So, yeah, if now if they go out there and they and the Buckeyes win the national title, then I think it, it becomes, you know, the, back in the day when it was the Big Two and the Little Eight, and it's just Michigan-Ohio State fighting it out for the Big Ten every year. But in order mm-hmm. for Ohio State to get any of that back, yeah, you got to beat Georgia, but you also got to beat Michigan and hoist that trophy because just getting to the national title game, it's not good enough. They, they would be better off getting there and losing to TCU than losing to Michigan. And that is a sad fact. <laughs> that is a sad fact. But, you know, that, that's what we are. And listen, I, I, listen, I hope Ohio State bounces back and, and they're able to, you know, do what they need to against Georgia. It's a tough matchup. You know, it's no question. It's going to be a tough matchup. But, man, I, I think spending a, spending their last, uh, which would be probably a month before they have an opportunity to, you know, walk back out on the field and try to redeem themselves. I mean, that that's a lot of pressure. But that's why you go to Ohio State. That's why you go to Michigan, Georgia. That's, that's why you go to those places. Bama, whether it's yeah. Notre that's why you go, to be in the middle of these kind of games where, you know, it's winner take all. And that's the only thing that, that matters to these fan bases and to their reputations, their national perception, the, the nation's perception of their program. Yeah, and... uh also, some other news came out. Looks like probably the final hurdle got cleared for USC and UCLA to join the Big Ten, uh, which is another reason why, I mean, when you look at the programs now with the new coaches, you may want to get that jump started if you are Nebraska, if you are Wisconsin, because you're going to have two schools coming in here, especially one, USC coming in with a built-in brand. US, UCLA as well, but USC – we got the Heisman Trophy winner, and, and look, they make no bones about it. We'll do whatever we can in the transfer portal, even if we got to look like we poached a player from Pittsburgh, the Bolitnikoff Trophy winner, to become our mm-hmm. wide receiver. Yeah. They're coming in with a whole new way of playing football, but it looks like the final hurdle may have been clear because I was skeptical about whether they would actually leave or not. Yeah. But I guess they've come out with a buyout agreement that UCLA has to pay the University of California some money and then they're going to go ahead and, and say, fair enough, you guys can leave. It just leads me to wonder, was Howard, I don't know. But it kind of feels like when I read it over that it was almost an unspoken thing. Leave the rest of our teams alone, and we'll go ahead and concede these two because, yeah, they don't want to be here, and we're going to get money out of it. So, sure, those two could go. But just kind of leave Oregon and Washington alone for now. Let us hold on to something so that we don't become a group of five conference. You know, it's tough, man. It, it, it's tough. And I go back to you know, some of the comments that came you know, from the presidents of those institutions in the athletic department. You know, they wanted to make sure that their programs were on solid financial footing moving forward. And, and to me, you're talking about SC and UCLA concerned about finances into the future. That's just how crazy uh, athletics and in, in the dollars that are out there, that, that those historic programs believe they needed to make a move to make sure, you know, that they could 
really put themselves and their student body in a great position to continue to, to have be on solid footing. And, and again, it, it, it shows you just how strong not only the Big Ten Conference is, but the SEC, when people need to make moves to that conference as well, with what they were able to do. Yeah. So it's really come down to, you know, the big two conferences uh, that are really controlling everything. But I, I think having SC and UCLA and, and that now California area uh, is, is going to, I think, be a windfall, you know, for the conference, for, you know, the Big Ten network, because it's just not going to be Southern California that they're going to be selling ads yeah. It opens that up. It's the entire, you know, West Coast market that that opens up when you talk about those two brands. UCLA, obviously stronger, has been stronger in the hoops side of it as opposed to football. But I don't think, you know, that's going to, you know, take that long for them to to be back in the middle of things. So now you're talking about an um, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, Michigan State can make move. Who, What's going to be that next tier uh, of institutions that are that are trying to fight to be not joined, well, not to take over other programs, but to be lumped in that that category? Because that's what you're talking about. You're you talking want to about be relevant, yeah. You you do you included in that group, right? Not trying to overtake that group because I think in, in many ways it's going to be that's 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 going to be tough to do. Howard, how I like to say it, you you just you want to get your seat at the table. And you may yeah. not have a loud voice, but you're at least sitting at the table because, mm-hmm. yeah, those two schools coming in here, man, it is it's going to be something. And I can only imagine, you know, when they sit there and say, OK, you know, especially in November. All right. Who wants to travel out to L.A.? And I could just see every coach's hands. Yeah, we will. <laughs> L.A. We get to go to L.A. rather than Minnesota. Yeah. I think I'd take L.A. But, yeah, it, it's it is just it is amazing knowing that how the conference is going to change. And I guess, good news for your, for your network, that little graphic that you guys make, all you got to do is have two new schools pop up at the very beginning because it starts right there. No, actually, yeah, it actually got to have one school. Starts at the Rose Bowl. That's UCLA's home. You just got to go to downtown LA and show USC, and you can keep that graphic going on. It's just weird, though, thinking how the scheduling is going to be because we – Earlier, like in, in our shows, we talked about how, I mean, I guess unless they just go divisionless, like how do you break that down, that equity? Are they going to be in the West? Do you move a team like yes. Purdue over to the East? Don't even worry about that. Don't even burn. All right, burn, we got breaking burn. news right here. Howard, go ahead, Howard. I, I, again, <laughs> I don't have any insight. <laughs> no one told me anything. Nah. Don't worry about that East-West division stuff anymore. I don't think that's going to be a part of things uh, in 2024. I think, you know, it's going to be the Big Ten Conference and, you know, no East and West. And, you know, they're going to figure out how to get it done. They'll figure out what that 12th game is going to look like. It's probably going to be an open game and it'll be be some play-in type things. You've talked about that. And I I think that's the the smartest move is just that final week. Yeah, final week, leave it open and and treat the final week like semifinals for the Big Ten. And the top four teams play it off, and then the winners of those games play in wherever the championship has to be that next week. And then, I mean, we did it in the pandemic. It worked. 
And the other teams, you know what? You're going to play somebody as comparable as you. So mm-hmm. five and six, you guys are going to play each other. You yeah. know, seven and eight, you guys are going to play each other. And it may be bowl games on the line for those teams that you got to get in. And I guess you would have to move. Now, the problem is, you know, can Michigan and Ohio State, you know, just say, okay, we'll play in week 11, not week 12. We won't get that because, I mean, it's possible you could still play in back-to-back weeks if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, you could get that and maybe in a different venue. But I think that would be the biggest hurdle is to get those two to say, all right, we understand, bigger picture, conference over teams, we'll play in week 11 and allow this semifinal because I, man, that would be so much fun if they could just go down that route and get that semifinal game in. I would love that to happen, Howard. Yeah, yeah, get some buy-in. Hey, listen, we we know both fan bases really, for the most part, have no interest in you know, changing the, the the time. Yes, but uh, in the date, but uh, we've seen the Rose Bowl make some concessions, and that's a group that. There was no way anybody would have thought, even going back a year ago, that the Rose Bowl was ever going to give up any concessions. And I, and I know it's different than, than having two institutions, but I bring in the Rose Bowl because it's that's what they were standing on. This is what we do. This is when this game is played. And they really did not want to do it. And I think ultimately it comes down to you know people getting in a room and, and figuring it out. I don't know what it's going to look like. But they ultimately are going to do the best thing, uh, not necessarily what's the best thing for those two uh, institutions, but what's the best thing for the conference. Hey, man, hey, look, if you need me, just let me know. Tell Kevin I can drive to Chicago. I can sit in the room. I can help him down. We can do it over Zoom. But I do think that this is probably, if you're going to go without divisions, then leave yeah. the final week open. Semifinal, yeah. number four plays number one, and number two plays number three. And then the winners of those games, you go mm-hmm. off to the Big Ten championship game, it would give you intrigue. It would give you buzz. It would make your conference relevant, relevant not just one, but two consecutive weeks yeah. because all eyeballs will be there. Remember, when the SEC went to a championship game first, man, it mm-hmm. was like, wow, I got to watch this thing. Mm-hmm. And now if you are the first conference to have semifinal games yeah. in, in week 12 when mm-hmm. – you know, a lot of, you know, you, you could compete against the Iron Bowl and the Egg Bowl and all of that other stuff. I mean, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, and UCLA and USC, you guys are going to be playing Week 11. I guess Michigan State, Penn State, though I still don't really see that as a rivalry. But get a better trophy, and you guys will be playing that on, you know, Week 11 as well. And then that final week, man, just start having some fun. You move the championship game around. I think this could work. I mean – the Big Ten and Kevin Warren, they've been cutting edge. I say, mm-hmm. don't stop now. Keep no, this thing not, going. I'll tell you, Rico, they're, they're not stopping. Trust me, they're, they're not going to stop. But I also don't see the SEC stopping either. So no. I, I do – I could foresee when whatever the Big Ten does is going to look similar. I think both conferences will do something similar um, to, to continue to, to drive those eyeballs and – you know, it puts them in a in a better spot because remember, you're talking about going to 12 teams now. So, you know, they're conceivable that you could get three or four teams in from a conference if you're talking about the big two conferences, because that's what you're talking about. And, you know, it's going to be interesting because you have now you have some out at large things that are happening. So, 
again, it is going to be yeah. a lot of fun. And I can tell you that the, the television people are, are loving the possibilities that, that could possibly happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that, yeah, as you said, you're, you're going to automatically have, you know, four of the halves. You're going to have a bunch of teams trying to get that other seat at the table. Yep. Yeah, it's the Big Ten. It's, really, it's going to become the Big Ten versus the SEC, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would think yeah, it will. And with, with um, Notre Dame hanging out there and with Clemson hanging out there, whether Miami is able to, to get into the mix, I don't know. I, I think that they ultimately will be able. They'll get things rolling down there. But there are going to be a few places out there that, that are going to also have opportunities that, that probably will be regulars. Yeah in this 12-team playoff. Yeah, you know what? For the ACC, you're right. I think Notre Dame, if Notre Dame joined the ACC, but you need Miami and Florida State to just get their stuff together and, and go back to being how it was for us growing up in the 90s. Yeah. Wide right, wide left. Yeah, those were the game. When Miami was the U <laughs> and they just beat everybody, they got to get back to that. If they can do that, along with, like I say, Clemson, the ACC could be relevant again. Howard... Like I said, always great show. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. We'll, we'll probably, yes, we'll see, you know, if anybody else is going to be playing any bowl games. Let's hope yes. that. Oh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. We didn't even get to talk about this. I do want to talk about this. A new coach at Purdue, Drew Brees. No, no. Drew Brees is an assistant. <laughs> didn't see that coming, Howard. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> what, Drew Brees? Yeah, exactly. How you gonna? It, it's like so now. Ryan Walters takes over. The biggest story now is Drew Brees. Uh, I'm guessing he had to step down at least temporarily um, from his position on the board to to come coach, yeah. help coach, be an assistant coach through. Okay, he threw the ball. Right. I guess he's going to coach him through the ball game. But here's one of the things: Drew Brees can go on the road and recruit. So. Yeah, that that's that, that's got to have a little power, especially if you're a quarterback and there's a knock on the door. Uh, Drew Brees is here to see your son. <laughs> you know, you know, it's interesting. So, I, just just a little side story. So, Joe Paterno really didn't hit the road late in his career mm-hmm. uh, because one of the reasons he didn't hit the road because everybody wanted to get a home visit for him, so everybody in the neighborhood and all the friends and family could come over to take pictures with him. That's what's going to be happening with Drew Brees. It is. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested. Why don't you come in for a home visit? It yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a home visit with Drew Brees. Let's take a bunch of pictures. I mean, you know, I think yeah. it can work if Drew Brees is going to be a part of the, the the program moving forward in the coaching capacity. Because now you still have Ryan, Ryan Walters, who was just named coach, where introduced as the uh, next head coach yesterday. He's putting his staff together. Um, so how is that actually going to work? So I don't know if Drew is actually going to be able to hit the road recruiting because there's some there's some other things he needs to to cross when you to be able to hit the road and recruit. Well, there are a couple tests that you need to take. Right, I mean, I, I, and I'm guessing they you know that the, the the new coach is not coaching in the bowl game. So he is not. So I, I, I but they're working hand in hand because he has to be okay with Drew. Coaching and yeah, when I, from what I read correctly, Drew can go out and recruit. So, yeah, you, Drew, remember you're doing this for me and my team coming up in the future, not uh-huh. for right now. But it leads me to wonder: like, could there be a spot for Drew on the new staff? 
in, in maybe some capacity, right? I, you don't know, right? And I think this is, if Drew wants to get into coaching, if, if that's what he wants to do and he's interested in doing it, this is a great opportunity for him to kind of feel out and see if this is something you really want to get involved in. I don't know that it's necessarily enough time to, to really see, but it, it is fascinating. We'd love to have been a fly on the wall when that conversation started. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. We'll, we'll have more on that later. Uh, Howard, uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. Keep liking, keep subscribing, keep telling your friends. Howard and I will be back next week for another edition of the Five Star Zone.